Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Let's talk news. Let's try to stay positive with that news. It won't last long. Over the Skype airways, we have three of the members of the Swoggle Squad joining me. First, I believe he is home in Nashville, Tennessee. Probably wrong. It's Michael Witten. Yep, you're wrong. You're going to guess where I am. Remember when we played that game? Well, I'm bringing it back. Uh, I'm going to get... I'm going to give you an actor, an athlete, and a professional wrestler that was born in the state that I'm in, and you guys tell me which one. So, actor, David Letterman, athlete, best supersonic of all time, Sean Kemp, Damn right. and wrestler, Eugene. Mullet, what state am I in? Fucking hell. Uh... Where is that derelict from? I don't even know. That's two of the three. Uh, Missouri. That's wrong. No. Close. What if I? What if I said McFoley? Uh, you're in New York. No. McFoley's from Long Island. Look at oh, him. Oh no. Where was he born? Oh, I don't. A, a dumpster. What if I said Ultimate Warrior? No. Just tell me where you're from. I'm in Indiana, baby. You should have had that at David Letterman. Yeah, I was going to say. What has David Letterman ever done? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got some hot takes tonight, huh? He's he's dropped the flag at the Indy 500, which is in the state of Indiana. That said, also, Indiana sucks. Sorry, anyway, from Indiana, but also, I'm not sorry, because your state fucking sucks. Point goes to Rich. The best city in your state isn't real, and it's Pawnee, Indiana. Yeah, I was going to say the same exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for 90 seconds. We've shit on Mick Foley, David Letterman, the entire state of Indiana. It sounds like a club of Stefans. <laughs> uh, in Chicago, you heard him. It's Rich. Yeet! Why are you... Stop saying oh, yeet. Let's go! Fucking make... The day someone makes me stop saying yeet is the day I will fucking be... Buried dabbing. <laughs> Yeet! Why? God, you're so trash. It's just, you're trash. You're just such trash. Yeah, the fucking trash is running deep these days. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Tope knows what's coming. And speaking of trash running deep in New York, it's Tope. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of trash in New York. Uh, a little unsolicited advice. Been doing a lot of uh, yoga recently. And uh, if you're feeling a little slow in the bedroom, yoga works. I'm not going to lie. So everyone get on that yoga tip. It's not even a joke. Yoga's just fucking dope. And get on that other tip. You know what I'm saying? Something. No. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I honestly don't. Oh, you know, you, hey, we would know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So anyway. Whew. Man, this is what happens when we don't have Spencer here to ground us, guys. <laughs> We're all over the place. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. We're going to talk some news. going to catch up on everything that has and has not happened. Uh, but first, off the off the jump, got to make sure we uh, have let everyone know that next 
Wednesday, from when everyone's listening to this, June 26th, 8.30 Eastern, the Podswoggle title tournament, live on Twitch. It's, it's one of my favorite tournaments of the year. Oh, excuse me. It is one of my favorite tournaments of the year. It is the Listener Choice Tournament. So thank you guys so much for responding back to us uh, on Twitter, giving us your list of uh, five people you would like to uh, have as uh, consideration for characters in the game. We are now going to make our picks. Rich is our current champion. Rich will have the Miz, who assuredly will be the only normal motherfucker in this whole tournament. Uh, because of that, Rich, you get two picks off the list. Uh, I'm currently first in Pickums, and I will get two picks. Tope and Widden will each get one. Spencer has given me his pick in advance. Uh, Augie is having a classic Augie season in Pickums. We are two um, pay-per-views in, and he has no points. He's gotten last in both. So uh, we will make our picks. Rich, go ahead and consult that beautiful list I put up on uh, on our Facebook group. And tell me who you want your first pick to be. I would like my first pick to be Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Uh, I don't like okay. that already. Fuck, can <laughs> I change it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't, sure. Can I, have the notor- can I have the Notorious Big E? Yeah, baby! Notorious Big E. He was uh, yeah. part of a tournament just a couple months ago. And he was a fan favorite, so that's why people nominated him. So Notorious Big E, he is all yours. Uh, I'll let Spencer go ahead and go. Spencer's not here. That way he'll get his top choice. And uh, it's funny, Mewtwo is his second choice. But, of course, Spencer, being like the only person here that watches anime, is going to go anime. He's going to take All Might. So if you want to hear me be really out of touch and not be able to make references during matches next Wednesday, come check out the All Might matches. He's from... Um, Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Spencer will tell us. So that's Spencer's pick. Uh, Wade, what's your pick? Uh, you know, you know what? It's Augie's having a rough start to this year, so I'm going to throw him a bone. I'm going to get his favorite character in this thing. Give me Officer Magnum. Yeah, I'm glad you did it. Now, a fair warning on Officer Magnum. Uh, it's not an actual Officer Magnum. I'm going to rename him. I just searched for police dog and a police dog came up. <laughs> I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's got a dog head. It's got a police outfit. What else do you need? No, that's, yeah, that's what that I'm, yeah. I'm No, I'm locking in. Final answer. Got it. Uh, with my, I get two picks. Um, I'm just glad it's finally there. Um, and, you know, we've had so many times where we've had guys in Hawaiian shirts. Why don't we have somebody that literally has worn a Hawaiian shirt for half of his career. Give me the fucking Kool-Aid man. Ah, good pick. Yeah. <laughs> only podcast on the planet where someone can go, give me Kool-Aid man, and someone goes, ah, good pick. <laughs> Add him to the list. Tope, your one pick. Well, <laughs> three of my picks were already mentioned, so I'll avoid all those. And shitty, but I fucking love that hip hop rock Lesnar, man. <laughs> it just takes me back to a racist 2004 Brock Lesnar, the Lesnar we need. So basically, you took Brock Lesnar in a hoodie, is what it uh, amounts to. Yeah, cultural appropriation, Brock Lesnar. What, what did I say? <laughs> I'm going to name him that now. <laughs> If I, if I don't think the characters will fit, because if I couldn't fit Academy Award nominee Daniel Day Lewis, cultural appropriation Brock Lesnar will also not fit. 
Uh, Rich, your uh, your third pick. Okay. Torn between two, but I think I'm gonna go with Mean Bean Okerland. Oh, that's also a great one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, you know, any of the mashups I said were fine. So basically, Rich, what you're getting is a green Mean Gene Okerland. That's that's fine. Okay, I'm just, I'm just letting you know what to expect here, buddy. That's all. Put that beat, put that beanstalk out, god damn it! Now I did find a character just called Green Bean, and he is alarming looking. Or I could put that in a suit. You know what, man? Just you know what's easier, Dick Murdoch. It's fine. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that. Dick Murdoch's not fun. <laughs> What do you want here? God, you're the most difficult fucking champion I've ever seen in my life. I want Green Bean Okerland. Or Mean Bean Okerland. <laughs> Alright, so you want Mean Green Bean Joe Okerland. Hey, fucking give me give me goddamn Le- Lima Bean Okerland. You won't be disappointed. Ah, well, most of my picks got taken here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm going to give one specific person what he very much wants. Uh, I'm basically going to take me because this is what I am now. I'm going to take Charlie Way, uh, which is just going to be a Charlie Day as fat as I can make him. <laughs> and yes, I found a Charlie Day. People are insane. Uh, so that's the tournament. Um, People that didn't get just shout out to the, the picks that I did find that weren't able to be uh, that weren't selected. Annoyed Mayweather, uh, Super Cop Dick Justice, Dick Togo, Dick Murdoch, Participant Ant, which I almost picked, would have been a member of the colony in a different colored outfit. The Jolly Green Giant, Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart's Cat, Dr. Robotnik, my white friend Bill, Spot Monkey, Vegeta, Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, Shrek, Sherlock Holmes, Jervis Cotton Belly, Evil Uno, Inspector Gadget, The Invisible Man, and Pennywise. Uh, I don't have the list of everything that was uh, nominated that I could not find at the po- before the podcast is over. I'll try to go grab it and we'll uh, discuss that then. But yeah, that'll be the tournament you got coming up to you next Wednesday. But enough about that. Let's talk wrestling. Real wrestling, not this wrestling. What does everyone want to talk about? Uh, I think we just need to go ahead and just talk about Let's talk about that G1, baby. Yeah, so we need to tell Augie to do his picks now. <laughs> uh, I've can, had discussions about this already. What were you going to say, Wood? Oh, that's me. Can everyone just tweet or message Augie that G1 starts June 30th? I don't know why I picked that day, but I'm just going to lean into it. G1 is June 30th. Everyone tweet a message, Augie, right now. To be fair, June 30th, Augie will be with me, hopefully, in Daytona the morning after Fighter Fest. The problem is that at this moment, he bought his ticket and still does not know if he can go. <laughs> so, so if maybe you want to tell him, like, June... No, there's no good time to tell him. <laughs> June 27th, June 28th, he's going to work on it. He's going to forget to come to the fucking show with me. Tell him it's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you're hearing this, just tell him. You could be listening to this in 2020. Tell Augie the G1 starts tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, 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 Augie aside, yeah, 
this should be the greatest G1 ever, which I feel like we say every year, but legitimately this year, we got any dead weight. We even have guys like not in it that we really, really want in the tournament, like Minoru Suzuki. Um, and they're kind of making a story of it, which is cool. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to do a G1 Pick'em show, because we literally would have to do it uh, one of the next two weeks, and we're not scheduled to record the next two weeks because of holidays and other things. Um, so does, as, what, is everyone, what is everyone's gut telling them? Just on looking at the blocks. I mean, I, I mean, I have a that that A block is stacked. That A block, but just looking at it, I kind of determined who I think could possibly win that. In which, if they do, it tells a good fucking story. And that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it can't really. <laughs> Why we mask it our pickums that mean nothing for the content of our show? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, you have no. You, well, well, but but here's the thing: Does it matter as far as our New Japan picks that we've been doing? Well, so so we are going to be doing full G1 picks. So as okay. soon as as soon as as soon as there is a spreadsheet that works, I will be sending it to everyone. Everyone will be filling it out, and then that'll determine the next batch of juniors and heavyweights. All right. But, like, you can tell who your winner is. It all matters in the minutia of your other picks. That's a, that, that's yeah, a good gonna point. You're going to get, like, 50 points if you get the winner. My, my, um, right now, my front runner to win the A block is Coda. Okay. As of, as of right now, because it just tells a good story as far as finally getting over on Okada getting over on Tanahashi, people who he said he idolizes and want to be like, and then you can have someone come up in the B block that could be a nice, interesting, good challenge for him. I haven't really thought about who could win the B block yet, but just looking at that A block, just if I was a storyteller, I would want Coda to win. That could change, but that's what I have right now. Rich, who last year, I think you hit a lot of the main... You were right behind me in terms of picks. I think you were right about several different storylines. What do you have? You had time to think. What do, what do you What do you got? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this B block here, and there's definitely going to have to be somebody that I pick to come out of this B block. I'll tell you that right now. That's, that's good analysis. Sorry. Right. Hey, no, no, no. I didn't ask John Gruden. I asked Rich Camelou. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna be real, man. I just haven't had a lot of time to digest uh, a lot of this stuff. Um, But yeah, just kind of early gut. I'm probably gonna say Okada comes out of A, and man, fuck. This is, you know, this is intentionally hard. It's not fair. (laughs) Uh, Naito. I'm, I'm feeling the Naito thing. Knowing, 
knowing that Gato booked so far in advance, um, I find it very weird how much momentum Naito had to never get his moment. And it's something that's been done before where Okada was built up to finally get his big moment and then Tanahashi won one last time. I My personal pick would be Naito. They're giving away the okada Abushi match they protected as part of A Block. And I could see Abushi winning that to settle, to have a second match on the road to it. Um, also, just to get this point, they don't trust Kota Bushi to live from day to day. So they're <laughs> not going to give him a main event. Uh, so I got Naito out of B Block. A Block, I, I haven't even wrapped my head around yet. Like, it's so fucking difficult. I, I have. I have like six to ten matches that if I didn't get the result exactly right, I would be absolutely flabbergasted. And I don't mean like fucking bad luck Fale versus Lance Archer, which will happen at some point. So avert your eyes. But um, but like I know 100% who's winning Juice Robinson and John Moxley. I know 100% who's winning Okada and Kenta because they have to tell a story all the way to January. Um. And I will make sure I note those on my bracket so when I'm wrong about half of them, it can be thrown right in my face. Uh, Topa. Yeah, A-Block is fucking insane. And I feel like it's a wasted opportunity to give it to someone like Okada, even to Tanahashi, again, when you have such a stacked A-Block, it's time where you can build someone up to eventually either lose to someone in B-Block, and you can tell a story of, like, man, they had to go through hell. Of course they're not going to win the finals. Or they go through hell and squeeze their way out, and you would now have this huge star because of that. So, I mean, kind of like wouldn't say, like, that screams Coda, but it's like you still don't fucking... I, I don't know. As long as that's Zack Sabre Jr., I'm happy. <laughs> Did we ever actually fully discuss how much you hate Zack Sabre Jr. on the show? I, he is extremely talented and amazing. I don't get that away. It's just not like my my indies are awful gimmick. He's he's a fantastic wrestler. What he does in the ring is everything I hate about professional wrestling. It is <laughs> disgusting. He is 112 pounds soaking dry. So it's everything I hate about fucking wrestling. It's 105 live. It's finger shit. It's leg shit. It's Tubby. No. Tope. Tope, talk about Zack Sabre Jr., not your Pornhub uh, preferences. <laughs> that's 105. That's, that's 105 Live is a pretty dope. <laughs> Yo. Serious. Yo, is getting on me, baby. Let's get some, let's get some, let's get work in agreement. Uh, oh, yeah. God. And B-Block, I'm just, like, my mind is one way. The Moxie thing kind of fucks me up because I'm like, well, he's not going to be around, but I don't know what kind of deal they have. Yeah, for me, it's is it Jay White? Is it Naito? Do they go someone crazy and have the A block be an established star? It's it's fucking really good. They have, uh, so the schedule is also a mindfuck because it's not like definitely in order, but the way the last two nights shake out, I think the last night A block is Okada and Ibushi, and the last night of B block is Naito and Jay White, and it's like, okay, well, those four, <laughs> like, probably something should happen there, right? Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, if Naito doesn't come out of B block, I almost like would be positive to be Jay White just to eat the fall at in the final to whoever would win an A block. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fucking moving pieces, and there's a lot of. It, it's weird that like we can actually talk about some potentially controversial or negative things about New Japan from their last show because their last show didn't necessarily end the best. Their last show felt different to some people. And then there was the Gato's news that ended up being bullshit, but was pretty convincing at first that um, th- there was changes afoot, which kind of made sense of other things going on. And then now you got the fact that guys are not being allowed to work in the U S for certain like pay-per-view shows I, I don't know. It's I'm starting to see them become more of a normal wrestling company with drama, and it feels kind of nice. <laughs> I don't want it to be, but it's like, well, yeah, fucking a. Like they're like preventing guys from working certain shows. They're um, they're struggling to fill an arena, um, which I know Topan talked about the fact that that's just mind boggling that like they would not get the biggest like. U.S. star for that show to help sell that show. And that's exactly what they have going on right now with Moxley. Um, I don't know. I Here's a, an overarching question. Are we seeing New Japan, I don't mean on the decline like they're dead, but have they peaked in this era? That's a good question. Um, and that's a, The thing about peak is like, is this the best they're ever going to get? And it's okay to say yes and still have them be really fucking good for the next 10 years. Because mm-hmm. it's like, sorry, well, it's like LeBron James peaked in Miami, but he was really fucking good for, and still is for the last five to six years. I, I think this is what happens when you are really good for a long time and then people get really big and they go somewhere else and you're like trying to protect what you built like all this drama, all this shit is because they want to protect what they built the last five years. So I just think it's a normal cause of business. Every single wrestling company that got big has gone through it. It just happens. I'm very proud of myself that I didn't snap your head off. (laughs) I wanted you to, but you're the champion, baby. I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. Rick, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, what's, like, the longest, like, sustained, excellent run that, like, companies really get in the modern, like, cable era or whatever, you know? Like, they've had, what, like, a good, like, not a good, a great, an incredible six-year run? Seven-year run? Uh, uh, See, figure Okada really started coming on, I think it was, like, yeah, like, 2011, 2012, and then Tanahashi was starting to finally get the recognition he yeah. deserved from keeping that company yeah. fucking above water. And just like, you know, getting more and more like Western notor- uh, notor- uh, uh, notoriety and so on and notoriety. Uh, you know, like, yeah, that's that's a hell of a good run in uh, mm-hmm. by today's standards, especially, especially like not 
having a weekly show in America and yeah. like having to like seek it out and like halfway through that run, them, you know, coming up with or them introducing a, uh, uh, you know, their, their, uh, a global, uh, platform. So like, yeah, these are just the ebbs and flows. And even then, like, it's still going to be a quality, uh, you know, show that they're always going to put on. Um, and, They've had to deal with again, like a lot of the the losses that a lot of companies have to deal with when you become successful, uh, because mm-hmm. there's still the fucking monolith uh, out there, and uh, I really <sighs> kind of trying to read the tea leaves moving forward. I I think it's becoming more and more clear. It was very clear at the MSG show, and <laughs> everything has pointed that same direction. That nobody wants to fucking work with ROH because ROH is trash. <laughs> nobody wants this ROH bullshit. <laughs> and, <laughs> just throw that shit up against the fucking wall and uh, just fucking yeet! Fuck ROH. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and you God. know, we talked about before uh, the possibilities and the likelihood of AEW and New Japan reaching a working arrangement and you were kind of like a little skeptical of that because of the way uh, the Bucks and Omega left but especially also if you listen to uh, Khan's, Tony Khan's uh, Stone Cold podcast interview today like that dude just wants to put do the best thing for that company and he's been, he finally gets to, he has all the the toys and he gets to play and uh like the same way mullet and i would fucking play with our action figures in college as grown adults uh when hey, we hey, found hey, them hey, all hey, hey hey we made a fucking pact <laughs> you can just you can just edit this out there's there's still video what is where is the video i've been wanting it for a very long time uh, it's probably on one of my hard drives or something uh <laughs> that needs to see the light of day i know if you're gonna just mention it we got to at least go full uh, full board, all right? Yeah, that'll be that's gonna find its way on the Patreon one day when I have time. No, no, fuck that. We need to make that a different level. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's gonna be like twenty five dollar level. That's gonna be merch. You're gonna get your own copy of it. Uh, but yeah, I think that from a business perspective, there's much more money to be made by working together than by holding a grudge. And if they were kind of shortchanged a little bit, then this is the perfect way to make it up. Uh, so I think that I don't know, like what the the specifics on the freaking ROH deal is or whatever, but that needs to they need to get out of that. They need to like break that lease or something, man. They need to sublet that. <laughs> they, can they sublet that relationship to like Noah or something? <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of like if they can if they can make that relationship work. I feel like that'll be a great way to kind of like keep keep that like sort of you know ball in the air of being like at minimum above average. Another thing we haven't talked about that's going to hinder it is the fact that they're basically are competing products now based on national television. Like ROH is syndicated, so that's not competing against anything, but. TNT and Access Television, obviously, one person is winning more than others, but still, like, 
what is the benefit to AEW of giving New Japan a platform of like to be on a show or having a working relationship? Technically speaking, from their network and their company, they would be competing. That's, I think, another sticking point to it is no matter how many more viewers TNT has access, like, in Japan have an established track record. They get good ratings. Who knows if they're going to be even getting more ratings than AEW? I doubt it, but I, I think that the problem is that if you're TNT, it's like, well, why are we going to have this wrestling company from this network yeah. work with our guys doing those things? That's well, unfortunately so, the problem that people have to on. I mean, as the question was set up, I was coming at from the position of New Japan. This would be obviously more beneficial to New Japan. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, also, like, they are running a live event company as well. Um, and, you know, depending on how ticket sales are, uh, they might end up having to kind of reach out to kind of, like, bolster. I mean, you know, New Japan, you know, sold out Madison Square Garden with ROH on the ticket. And ROH, didn't we say before that they were trash? Uh, <laughs> so... You know, you like Something put those like two that. together and like, yeah, that'll probably be beneficial from a ticket sales uh, aspect, you know, something like that. Yeah. The one, the one, well, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to say one thing we hadn't, we hadn't talked about as far as contributing to the kind of rise of everything out of Japan. And you also look at Bullet Club. Like a lot of the big name people Bullet Club left to go you know, do AEW and, and go do other things. And while there's still some big names there, you know, definitely the star power isn't there like it used to. Now they've got new people coming in, which could bring interest back. But, I mean, I think that that could be another aspect to it as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, they have their relationship with Hot Topic. I mean, there's a lot of different factors. And, like, all these little, not that New Japan's ever been a little company, but all of, like, "Quote unquote," our company. It's like, like Rich said, not the monolith. Are now growing, and there's going to be pains to that growth, and there's going to be things that we don't necessarily like. There's going to be things that are going to change what we have. It's the same thing with AEW. AEW's had one fucking show, but you best believe that in the next year, the show they just had will probably look entirely different based on network feedback, based on like ratings numbers, like everything will be driven by something else. So it all depends on what people want to see right now. People want to see not WWE. <laughs> so anything is going to be, is going to be good and better in, in the long run. Um, what else on this little area, anything like new Japanish else we haven't discussed before we kind of move on. Uh, I guess the last thing I'll say about it, because you, you do make a good point. It's like, why would TNT want to put another national company for you know all intents and purposes on their on their TV? But I look at it more like like TV has put like a syndication a show in the syndication on their network that's like currently on. It's like, yeah, we're putting we're we're putting someone else, but we're bringing in more talent for cheap, basically for free. That will bolster our show. So I, I don't really see a problem with it, but I could see it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to end up, someone's going to get hurt, and then they're going to lock down all their contracts, and that's what's going to happen. Didn't we almost like have something just now with that? 
like, well, like they didn't let, so they're not letting Moxley work the Dallas show, which as soon as we saw that he was signed, we're like, okay, well, perfect. Now they they can work Dallas and it's fine. And then like, he's not going to be there at all. And it's like, well, that's kind of shitty. But I feel like there was something else where somebody like almost got hurt. Oh no, maybe I'm just having a premonition of Fighter Fest. If somebody got hurt bad at Fighter Fest, I apologize in advance. Leave it on Augie. <laughs> It'll be Joey Janela. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like exactly like you said, everything will change as soon as somebody goes down. I mean, the Pac thing, I feel like, almost changed everything. Like, the Pac thing is a pretty big deal, um, and will get rectified eventually. But um, it's all it's all growing pains. It's all it's all baby steps. Fighter Fest looks great. It's a good ash card. I'm very excited. Um, the fight for the fallen is also starting to take shape. Uh, I mean, everything's starting to take shape. It's been a very well built build to a company already. Uh, Rich, you guys were fortunate enough to get some all out tickets. Yeah, um, you know, we 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 were spoiled. With all in, we really were. Our fifty dollar lower bowl second row uh, tickets turned into one hundred and forty dollar tickets. Uh, we got spoiled, um, but like the day before they announced Mox versus Omega and maybe something else, and it's like, well, fuck it, let's see what we can get. And Spencer was able to. I'm at a goddamn computer at a goddamn internet company, and Spencer's just on the fucking train on his way to a barber shop, and he gets fucking tickets before I do. Uh, yeah, I was I, not that I could go, but I just got in line, just like I was like, well, fuck it, one more person to help you guys out, and I think I was like forty five thousandth in line or something. <laughs> like, it was yeah, ridiculous. I was like, well, oh, yeah, fuck, like my fuck, first go, I was like master. ten thousand. Well, it, that wasn't even yeah. Ticketmaster. Um, no, I was well. I was gonna say, fuck Ticketmaster. Spencer is the Ticketmaster. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but was right. Fuck Ticketmaster. Go ahead. Rick. Yeah, uh, that's a good gimmick, though. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting, like, because Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, like, you can't even technically call pay-per-view since they're going to be free on Bleacher Report live. Special events, if you will. Special events, yeah. Um, it's an interesting way to like build to a, uh, a weekly show. Um, yeah, mm. and they're doing a great job of like building interest, keeping interest. Yeah, I, I don't know like <laughs> what else to say. I'm looking forward as fuck to, uh, to All Out. I... You know, I could I could be in Florida seeing the Rolling Stones that night, and instead, instead, I'm being Hoffman Estates, Illinois. You're so you're so much happier. <laughs> <laughs> you're so much happier. Yeah. Um, you know what I say when I'm happy? Yeah! Ah! You knew it was coming. You had to have known. <laughs> It's taking everything right now. Stop sending <laughs> gifts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is how it felt sending you Kona Reeves pictures. A little? Oh, no, this is like a fraction, motherfucker. 
Just, uh, just for the audience, what's what gifts is he sending? Uh, well, right now it's just a big spinning yeet. <laughs> Sorry, big yeet spinning. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, man, I can't believe I want to say this transition. Speaking of Kona Reeves, I went to <laughs> I went to an NXT live show uh, this past weekend, and I wanted to give at the uh, premier some- live events uh, uh, st- center in the country. Fuck my mouth. Yeah, maybe you should stop saying neat and you can use other words, dummy. No, my mouth just yoded. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yes, the Orlando Live Events uh, building is the best wrestling venue in Florida, bar none. Uh, as I told Spencer, uh, they didn't have the upstairs bar open, so it was a little little sad. Because um, they didn't have, they had like NXT lighting. They didn't have like fucking indie lighting where everything was just on. They had like the crowd was like basically blacked out and they didn't have one of the sections open because they didn't sell that many tickets. Um, the smaller bar downstairs now has snow cones instead, <laughs> so that was fun. Okay. Uh, and then they had the snow main cones. the main regular bar was downstairs, two for six twenty five Bud Lights. That's just a steal at any live event ever. That's fucking considering Tope and I spent. Uh, six twenty-five in Madison Square Garden for half a beer. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is six twenty-five? And you're like, "Oh yeah, that's for fucking half of one." Yeah, well, I got two of them for that price. Uh, yeah. It was an interesting... seventy bucks <laughs> each. <laughs> um, so it was an interesting show because ha- half the roster and the majority of the roster, actually the, the the main part of the roster is in the UK for the Download Fest. And I realized that the day of, where I was like, oh, who the fuck are we going to see? Um, so we saw we saw some guys trying some shit out. Uh, I mean, you can't argue with the show opening with Kushida versus Shane Thorne. That's still pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will say is the FCW philosophy of, NX, of house shows has not left NXT. Uh, there were eight matches, only one heel won the entire night and nobody won with their main finisher. I saw a cross a top rope body block win a match. I saw basically a shoulder tackle win a match, a couple roll ups. Like very, very safe show. But fundamentals were worked on, headlocks and arm bars were applied were applied every match, which gave my two and a half year old plenty of time to clap and let the baby face make their comeback. Um Nothing necessarily wrong with it, but not the flashiest show. So Kashid and Shane Thorne, that was good. Then I saw uh, Mia Yim carry Reyna Gonzalez, so she'll be out for six weeks because her back is probably wrecked from that. Um, <laughs> she's not very good. <laughs> if you've watched the Mia Yim Classic, watching, I'm not a Reyna Gonzalez fan, and this night confirmed that. It bothered my wife so much because she wears assless chaps over her tights. Hey, all chaps are assless. All chaps, all chaps are asses. Is very true. But they, yeah, they, I'm sorry, they're jeans. They're assless jeans. Wait, she, she's wearing assless jeans? But tights are underneath them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it very much bothered her. Uh, the six-man tag was Cesar Bonone, who they have not released <laughs> somehow, and 3.0... Rich knows who 3.0 hey. are. Uh, they did get signed. Uh, man, them working heels is a lot of fun because they are 
just as loud and obnoxious, but they're heels, so it works. Against uh, Cow Bloom, who is Wayne Bloom slash Blake Beverly's son, because uh, they're just signing everyone's kid nowadays, I guess. Um, teaming with the highlights of the of the show were Isaiah Swerve Scott, our boy Shane Strickland, and Brennan Williams, who they're teaming them together. And they're the only guys that got to show like any semblance of different offense and personality together whatsoever. If they work them as a tag team, they will be the next Street Profits on TV. They are fantastic together. Um, then uh, who is then, who's Brennan Williams? Uh, he's a old. Uh, he's a former uh, college and NFL football player. He's probably like six eight. Tall, dreaded uh, black duty. I know he does a lot of stuff online with, um, uh, like, some of the NXT guys have, like, some YouTube stuff or, like, some video game stuff they do. He's pretty popular online with the people who know him. Okay. I um, think he, I know who you're talking about. He's got a great look. His aesthetic is very much like Swords, um, so they kind of fit. They did a good. They do a good bit where they clear the ring, and then they both, like, cross their arms and do, like, the drop down on their butts, um, and Cal Bloom joined it and ruined it. Uh then I was at the concession stand and, saw, and heard Tony Reeves' theme, and never before have I realized that God was a thing. And I missed all of Tony Reeves' entrance. Uh, and he, he worked Mansoor, who was billed as like a big deal. He was the pre-show meet-and-greet because he won the Battle Royal. That was the match that ended up cross body block. It was fine. And then uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus... Well, get your barf bags ready for this tag team. Riddick Moss and Dan Matha. Mm-hmm. As a tag yeah. Together. You all right, Rich? <laughs> that seemed real. Yeah, I need to borrow that barf uh, bag no, real no, quick. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a big fan of the brand, okay? They had some of the worst pre-match mic work I have ever seen. <laughs> They're being managed by Robert Strauss, our good friend Robbie E. Uh, he, he, yeah, he got a right. Pee Wee Herman chant for his outfit because we are in, uh, we are in uh, fucking, uh, what's the city? We're in Castleberry, Florida. So, you know, a certain demographic at Castleberry to the list there. People were shitting on tonight. Uh, yeah, Oni and, and Danny did everything they could. They're doing like, uh, their chant now is 1-2. Because Oni Lorcan holds up one finger and Terry Burch holds up two fingers, so yeah, they've been doing that for for some time now. I just, I, I guess I've been, I'm behind on NXT TV and I didn't see him do it on Takeover. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did everything they could with Riddick Moss and Dan Metha. Then the uh, intermission, then ACH, or now he's known as uh, what the fuck, is it? Jordan Miles. We're back to we're back to bad NXT names, guys. Yeah, um, man. These, I was hoping. I don't know what I was hoping for, but like, they're they're real bad, man. <laughs> Jordan Miles, Isaiah Scott, Cameron Grimes. Uh, well, there's another one. What was? Oh, what the fuck is DJZ's? Joaquin uh, something. Joaquin. Joaquin. Uh, fucking Crow? Joaquin. I don't know. You, this could literally be everyone drafted in the second round on the NBA draft. That I wouldn't have fucking know. 
Uh, it reminds me when uh, the last year Rich and I were living together uh, in the cockpit in Gainesville, and I renamed all of my Madden rookies Husky Harris, Michael McGillicuddy, <laughs> just because <laughs> I recognized names and it gave me a bigger emotional attachment to them. Because um, that's basically what Phoenix. Kind of like. That's his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> still a good wrestling name. It's, it's better than his whatever the other last name is. So Jordan Miles versus I don't even know what his name was. It's the rugby guy they signed, Luke Menzies. He has another stupid name now. It's like Bulge Hotcock or something, <laughs> um, which is just which is just a mystery science theater name. Um, yeah, that one was a little rough. And then Keith Lee wrestled the the kickboxer guy, who they also changed his name. Uh, used to be Adrian Jouda, now it's something else. Uh, literally, that match was five minutes, and they let Keith Lee win it with a pounce. Um, then the women's tag match was Vanessa Bourne. Tope. She's talented, man. And Aaliyah. She's not that talented. She's not that talented. I missed Aaliyah's entrance at, uh, in, uh, in Brooklyn, and I came back, and Rich was like, you missed nothing. <laughs> uh, they took on Zia Lee and Karen Q, who were good. That, that was the heel team that won, was Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. Got to make sure they stay strong. Uh, actually, wasn't probably the best match besides the main event of the whole night. And the main event, they made sure to keep Velveteen Dream in the country. <laughs> the way people didn't absolutely revolt. It was Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. And what was a very, very good main event. Uh, you know who we have to blame yeah. for all these names? Well, who? AEW. <laughs> why would, so I get signing them, but why didn't they just keep like they kept like Keith Lee was isn't bigger than Trevor Trevor Lee? Why did Keith Lee not get renamed to like fucking? I don't, couldn't even come up with a name bad enough right now. Why is AEW to blame, Rich? Oh well, uh, I mean for the it's it's the same reasoning that they would change their names to begin with. So like if when they get let go. They can't, you know, make a buck off of their fame that they got from WWE. Now, is that logic fucking foolproof? No, because we're all calling fucking Dean Ambrose John Moxley because it doesn't fucking matter. We're all complex individuals that can handle concepts like names and characters. <laughs> and just they were doing so um, well for so long, just not like fucking with anything. So now there's like latest batch. No, like, what makes this batch different? Well, because no, no. eventually yeah. they're going to want to leave to go to AEW, and they don't want it to be on like a name that they made famous, you know? Yeah, I, I thought like Rich was like kind of like making a joke, but no, he's fucking a hundred percent. That's why they're doing it. Holy shit! Again, it's a shit when the TNA, the, the TNA, when TNA, it's like no, they want to make sure no one can make a buck off their fucking name. It's so stupid, but genius. I am. Um... I was talking to my coworker who uh, went to the show with us and likes wrestling, and, I, and we were talking about just like AEW and stuff. And I, I told her I was like, I, I want so many people to leave WWE just to see the the creative ways they get around their name. And my example was, uh, I, I can't wait for the revival to be Scott Wilder and Dash Dawson. Like they'll just inverse it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that also like. <laughs> Isn't bad either. <laughs> no, it's not. That was just like one example. Fuck, I'm not going to remember any of the other ones. But um, <laughs> yeah, so long story short, wasn't the best NXT show I've seen this year, undoubtedly. <laughs> but 
it was it was nice. It was perfect for me to go with my child. It was a nice family show. It was over before ten o'clock. Like it was ten bucks. It's the cheapest wrestling ticket I've bought in a fucking decade. Um, so if you have an NXT house show in your area, go see it. Lower your expectations and then just go go boo the baddies and cheer the goodies and have a fun time. Importantly, do not shit your pants at a wrestling <laughs> show. Yes. Um, if you go to that uh, NXT house show, remember, you're going to it on a Saturday night. Don't bring a Monday Night Raw sign. <laughs> <laughs> also, not a TV tape, and so don't bring a sign. I don't care if people inside after the match. Just don't bring it. There was one sign. <laughs> there was one sign. Also, Second row. Also, if you go, be a good fan. Fuck you, ROH. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is it, ROH? What are you talking about bullshit? Uh, I keep saying it every time it happens. Uh, speaking of bad fans, I just want to point out uh, they deserve no publicity whatsoever. But um, also at the show, of course, because I, I think they literally like make them set up the ring now, was Izzy and her whole family. Uh, did anybody see like weeks ago on like social media? That it was her birthday, and they got her like wrestling school admission for her birthday. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, oh. yeah. How is he training at the Monster Factory? I don't. I, she could be fucking twenty six at this point. I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't she the chick from uh, American Ninja Warrior now? She's dating Ricochet. <laughs> Uh, it's still better. It's still better relationship decision than Tesla, Tessa Blanchard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just something about that. Just, I mean, granted, she's already taken a fucking bump, but I don't know. And of course, they were like third in line to get fucking Monsoor's autograph, and it's like, what is happening here? Give me my alcohol. Hope. Oh, man. You should have taken uh, Izzy in our wrestling title bet instead of CM Punk and AJ Lee's non-born baby. Hey, man. They're waiting for the right time to bring a kid in this world. Just for everyone who's new to the show, what was our bet again? So, uh, for the rest of our lives, whoever wins a title first, whether it be CM Punk and AJ Lee's non-existent child... Or Edge and Beth Phoenix's one of their kids, because I think they have several at this point. Yes. Wins a professional wrestling title. Doesn't have to be in WWE, just a title. They can win those fake YOLO championships that SmackDown rolled out. <laughs> and the loser has to get a tattoo of the winner's choice. Oh, I thought it was. For certain, I thought it was a Rey Mysterio Mexico Mexican. Tattoo. Oh, was it? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the loser has to get Mexican tattooed on their stomach. Oh. We should not. That well, was offensive. <laughs> it was a different time, man. It was a different fucking time. Um, <laughs> Three years ago. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we discussed, uh, basically discussed NXT. I'm not going to go into any d- other details, because literally they've done their TV tapings up until SummerSlam. Um, so if you want to know what's happening, it's out there. Uh, but we won't talk about it in case you don't want to. Um, uh, all right, so uh, we're recording this. WWE has a pay-per-view on Sunday, and I have no idea what's happening on it. <laughs> uh, hey, you know all the matches that they've been doing? 
Mm-hmm. They're doing them again. I just call you up. Go ahead, Rich. Uh, I just call you up is what I said. Oh, you just called me. I've always said, let me catch you up. Uh, no, I saw I the seating chart and it looked it looked it looked poor. Uh, it's in the Tacoma Dome. Isn't the Tacoma Dome like big? No, isn't that where? I don't think so. I'm what thinking of the Georgia big? Dome. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty online. Tacoma Washington Dome. <laughs> no, I remember like Nitro had a show in Tacoma once that was pretty significant. I maybe just been in terms of events that happen, not necessarily attendance, but um, yeah. Stomping grounds. Which all you need to know about that is Biggie tweeted a picture of that and said, Is this a lugs ad? That's, that's all you need to know about that. The national treasure. Uh, and Heavy Machinery will get their first tag team title match. Did they make that official? Yeah, in Daniel Bryan's home fucking town or state. Oh, so Jesus. <laughs> The one match, it's like, oh, this is new. It's exciting. Nah, they're just going to get shit on. Yeah, I'm I'm watching SmackDown, the go-home show, and the only noteworthy thing that has happened on it is that uh, freaking Drake Maverick won the 24-7 title. That's it. Oh, oh man. Hey. He know. He never should have won that. <laughs> he should have. The, the way the way he the way he won it was he dressed up as Carmella and faked our truth out. Okay. Well. See, yeah. See, I thought Carmella was going to be want to take it off of our truth. I think she will, because oh. I mean, it, I mean, it's going to change a lot. I don't know if you know this or not, Toby, but the title is defended at any time. Yeah, but I thought the I mean, uh, just bad booking, man. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best thing on the show right now. <laughs> Yeah, I've written down one, two, three, four, five, six things to talk about with WWE, and I really only want to talk about one of them. Uh, let me guess. <laughs> let me. What, the one I want to talk about? Yeah, I want to see if I can get the one you want to talk about. Sure, go ahead. Uh, fuck, I got this. Is it Chad Gable's haircut? No. I was close. Uh, you told me the answer yet. I'm just guessing I'm close. Is it? I mean, I legitimately guess. Is it Firefly Funhouse? Yes, it's Firefly Funhouse. <sighs> All right. <laughs> this is a great AMA from Sony Worthland Production Team on Squared Circle. So it has nothing to do with like the angle. Is Sony work production for it and. Apparently, this is the one on Raw was the last one they're going to do because they only filmed eight of them, to his knowledge. So, Yep, I saw that as well, which would indicate that now we have to pay all this off. Did, did it air? Did we talk about the last time Richard mentioned he's like, well, I'm out because it's just going to be the same old fucking thing. Did, did we actually talk about that before, Rich? Um. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I, I couldn't remember if it was a private conversation or a publicized conversation. No, I think it was on a pod. I uh, and like for a second, it seemed like yeah, it was like what three, four weeks, and then there was like here's the fucking monster. Blech. Uh, but they actually kind of like they kind of pulled the taffy on it a little bit longer than I thought. They actually had the fucking 
restraint to do. And we got some good stuff out of it. We got the Muscle Man dance. Yeah, <laughs> baby. We got Vince McMahon, Devil Puppet. Huskins? No, no, no. We got <laughs> that was actually Vince McMahon. I don't know if you. I don't know why I ever thought <laughs> no. it was a puppet. That was oh, actually sorry. him. Sorry, I didn't have my glasses on. I apologize. <laughs> I love it when I hands up my ass. <laughs> I was right there with you last night's. I will say that last night's Raw was not bad. Last night's Raw was a pretty cohesive show that had a lot of decent things on it, namely that Seth Rollins and O'Brien match. Um, uh, but the last Firefly Funhouse was literally just like any other Bray Wyatt vignette. At the end, it was like, oh, here's all these crazy images, and here's this monster, and quick cuts, and let me in, and worms. and I mean, although they kind of made fun of the worms, which was fun. But, uh, like, where does it go? So now he has to wrestle. What? <laughs> Are you laughing, Tope? No, that's what he's saying. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't see, like, where he fits into someplace right now. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to think. I, 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 I kind of do. Uh, who who it, would it be? It'd be Kofi. But I don't see how you bring him back as a heel. Who, who, you bring Wyatt back as a heel? Yeah, like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. There's fucking bunny puppets. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to analyze this. How, how's the fucking, I'm just, I'm just so confused. In, in a good way, because I don't know what's going to happen. But normally when that happens, something bad happens. <laughs> so, I'm worried because... Like the like Richard mentioned before, and kind of how I thought this last one, it's just going to be like, what's the what's the benefit of it all? If it's just going to be Bray Wyatt back doing spooky things, and if he wins matches, cool. But who, who is he set up to wrestle and beat right now? Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I'm, I was trying to think what what is. What is Bray Wyatt at his best in this gimmick? And is it the, like, the Sean O'Hare character that everyone loved but realized it wouldn't work because he's a shitty promo on, on live TV? Like, I don't know what you do with it, which I guess is a good thing. But, uh, like you said, eventually he's going to just have to wrestle and be there. I mean, he should come back fully. Re- I mean, he hasn't worked but, like, a handful of matches in, like, a year. So he should be ready and raring to go. Um, which just means that he just tore his ACL in two weeks. <laughs> oh, uh, here's someone he could work. Uh, Luke Harper, right? <laughs> they have history together, and they both, you know, he's a good worker. And put off that triple threat match from WrestleMania 34, Orton, Bray, and Harper. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Be good. Uh, I like that. Let's nail up Bugs. Sorry, I haven't watched wrestling in four years. What's what's going on? (laughs) What's I was like, literally, when you asked that, Tope, I was just about to ask, where where the fuck has Finn Balor been? (laughs) Finn Balor is not booked for stomping grounds. Does he have a title? (laughs) 
Yes, he is the intercontinental <laughs> champion. <laughs> of course he is. What, what, besides, besides the show that shall not be named on this podcast, when was his last match? Uh, him against that alcoholic beverage at that soccer game where he professed his love to his fiance. now. That was the last match I saw Finn Balor lose. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw that clip, right? Yes. That Finn Balor so much to me, and I was like, oh, fuck. This guy's the best. <laughs> Not that I already think he was great, but like, look, he's fucking trashed. And how does he keep pulling this these wonderful women? By being a good guy. You see yeah. those abs? And and having like fifty eight abs. <laughs> also, Turns out the combination of the two works. <laughs> what what's the fucking odds? And also that that's your match right there. There's there's Ray White. Beat him right there. Oh, let's just pick up where we left off, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Why Damn not? It. I got Damn. a new mask. Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that a Huey Lewis parody? <laughs> yes, it was. Mark it down for that fucking power that I have to fulfill. <laughs> 19 more to go. <laughs> They have to be written down in success. You can't just throw it out of nowhere. It's not even a pun. (laughs) (laughs) It barely has anything to do with wrestling. Oh, my God. It's more to do with the Jim Carrey movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... What were the five things you didn't want to talk about with I'm just curious. Uh, 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 stomping grounds. Uh, <laughs> overall, good. Sh- uh, Shane McMahon, Brock Lesnar, yep. the women's tag division, and why, yep. why are they branding Bailey as a bully? Got it. Yeah, you are correct. Mm. Mm. Is there... What do we want to talk about WWE-wise? Uh, <laughs> I'll say it quick. I I don't like Shane McMahon. <laughs> hey, Chope, uh, easy, easy. That's a narrow head, Chope. But God, I don't care who it is. I appreciate when a fucking heel is fucking hated, even though it's. I just want to think. And I don't think it is Xbox Xbox Heat. And it's like, why is he going over everyone? I just like when everyone fucking hates a heel. Yep. So it's the only good thing about it. I mean, you can make the same argument for Corbin. It's the same. It's the same way I feel about him. It's like, he fucking sucks, but you know what? At least everyone can agree he fucking sucks. Yeah, I think the the uh, umbrage that people take is like, specifically for like Corbin, is like positioning. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's his sweet spot is the fucking mid card. Like that's like maximizing his potential. Like he's got the most room to like flourish there. Whereas like you know just like promo wise, yeah, like he just can't he just can't fucking hang where he should be. Um, nothing that's ever stopped anyone before. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do. Guess, I guess. I guess when you when you put it like that, like yeah, we're hating who they're telling us to hate, and we're liking who they're telling us to like, and. And all of that stuff. 
I thought you were going to say, I was going to take umbrage with Baron Corbin in that he's the Dolores umbrage of WWE and get him the fuck out of my eyes. <laughs> I do, I do want to say, I will give a shout out to, I think it was, I think it was Suit Williams. Like months ago, he tweeted something like, so apparently they're going to have Rollins work Corbin the whole summer. And I'm just like, no, they wouldn't do that. Not yep. after everything that's been going on, and sure enough, it's what's going to happen. So, so get, Sue Williams, you you prophetic man, you very nice. Y'all remember Braun Strowman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I saw he just keeps beating up Lashley. Remember Bobby Lashley? <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Uh, let's give it up one time for Strowman and Lashley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Lashley came back to WWE over a year ago, and the only thing I remember about his year is bending over. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, Bruns. Uh, what, Rich? No, I was just gonna move on. But we can talk about Braun Strowman. Um. It's so hard to recap everything because the wild card rule is an rules. <laughs> like I don't even know a word bad enough right now. It's a a, a main roster genocide. <laughs> like it's like I there mean, are people that just, just aren't around that need to be around. Yeah, I'm <laughs> more or less just sense. ignoring it. Uh, I'm ignoring it the same way they are. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it matters. Does it matter? I don't it think should. it matters. And it, I don't think I it mean, matters. I don't think it matters either because even if you didn't have Wildcard, even if you didn't have Brand Division, the people who are on TV now would be the same people on TV. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just a different way and like perhaps a more slightly regulated way of, uh, you know, just making the Raw Super Show. Remember, I saw an old clip from that time and it's like, oh, yeah, they have the Raw in the Raw font and Super Show in the SmackDown font. And that's just like them saying, hey, it's all the same shit. And it's just the same as that and where we all knew it was going to land anyway and. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how they fucking finagle their way around it after, you know, they start SmackDown on Fox. Um, so I don't know if they're just, like, doing this to get it in before they have to do anything like that. Um, but it also, I guess, doesn't matter because I think the only show that we're supposed to be watching on WWE television is 205 Live, if the internet is to be believed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those poor fucking guys, like, they're going out, they're busting their ass, and, like, this isn't a joke. Our annual March of Madness sticky on Reddit gets more comments than 205 Live does on any given week. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Like, people just don't care. Like, and Chad Gable's there now. I'm like, I fucking love Chad Gable. 
I'm not watching Chad Gable on <laughs> 205 Live. I'm just the same thing goes from too much else you're saying about WWE UK. Like, like the, we they have such a platform to make these things important, and NXT is the only thing outside of their own little world world that gets any fucking attention, and it's a fleeting reference or it's a fleeting commercial, but nothing else fucking matters at all, and that's only hurting. Uh, you just mentioned, uh, hey, where's Braun Strowman? Buddy Murphy died. <laughs> He's gone. Cedric Alexander is going to forget how to wrestle. <laughs> Fuck, they have so much fucking talent. Just name these people, I forget, I forget who exists. It's the most guys, talented roster guys. fucking, like, ever. Guys, I, I have no idea where Aleister Black is. Has anybody seen Aleister Black? He, he just Open he's door. not leaving that room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. We got Brace versus Bowman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck. <laughs> no. Because he's going to open the door and say, let me in. Fuck. That's <laughs> a good booking, baby. Yeet. 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 All right. I get it now. I get it. <laughs> I get it. This is fun. You have to get, you have to get like, knee deep in the WWE muck to start yeeting. <laughs> you got to get fucking yeet deep, like, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a feud where both guys really can take a loss. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, yeah. You know what? So, Here's how I feel about WWE right now. I'm just going to take a piss in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> while, um, while Rich urinates, are you, well, you're not going to be in the room, right? You're not going to bring us with you? No, I think he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone. Good, 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 good. Um... Well, we're all, I think we're almost wrapped up here. Well, what other wrestling news? So we went over to New Japan. Uh, we ain't going over no ROH bullshit. <laughs> uh, the, the only two things I have written down for Impact is uh, Scarlet Badeau being yep. released. Going to get paid. Uh, and, yep. and Google. Google? Oh, you didn't see this? No. So, so during the last... Uh, stream of impact wrestling oh, for yeah. impact yes i thought google was a separate note like google had a wrestling company now i'm like no. who the fuck else is left to be signed <laughs> but yeah somebody whoever was multitasking brought up a google web page in the middle of like i think it was elgin and rich swan i think that's the match just I, ra- I just randomly right. if like five seconds yep yeah but then he pulled it down before he started typing Yep, it would have been that JBL thing. When J- what was JBL looking up that time? Like, like his internet search accidentally got like, or like his tabs got opened. It was like, it was like, porn. It was porn. Public, like a public, s- like Republican shemale porn or something. What does that even mean? No, no. Explain what that means. It's the same thing, but they just have really bad opinions. <laughs> It's exactly the same, but they have like conversations. You know, <laughs> oh god! Are you back? No, he's they, not. Oh, oh, he's, oh, he's gonna love listening to this part. When he when he comes, well, no, when he comes back, I'm just gonna ask him point blank what that is. <laughs> what he is. 
So, so um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with Scarlet. Uh, but uh, but yeah, also like this is just this is just a saying. This is just a thing to all wrestling fans out there. This is relatable in any language that you speak. Mm-hmm. Do not touch the wrestlers if you are not supposed to. Just don't do it. Yeah. No matter what a stripper tells you, there is no <laughs> sex allowed in the champagne room. Uh, Rich, the only thing you missed was uh, I wanted to ask you, what is Republican shemale porn? I think you just broke my fucking brain. <laughs> when I was talking about the impact Google, the accidental impact Google search, and I was like, oh, it's like that time like JBL's like screenshot showed like he was looking up like Republican Gmail board. <laughs> and then Tofe wanted to know what that was. I- oh, well, I think in the context of JBL, I think that just represents a cross section of his interests. <laughs> <laughs> We live on Friday nights, Michael. <laughs> uh, all right, so we did that. Uh, nothing else. I mean, God, there's so many. I feel like, honestly, I feel like a, like a wrestling magazine where it's like, and MLW News. Like, I feel like I'm Sean Mooney in the fucking control center. Well, and in just, MLW News, they got rid of uh, Sammy Callahan for causing $2,700 worth of de- destruction at a venue. Or spitting on Jim Cornette, probably. Um, well, you get paid to do that. <laughs> sure, we got a we got a bonus that night. Uh, also, uh, speaking of us, uh, Witten saying so, don't touch the wrestlers. Obviously, him referring to Scarlett Bordeaux getting fucking groped at the Triple A show. Don't and touch also, the wrestlers. Don't feed the plants. Sorry. Yeah. Don't, also, don't spit on the wrestlers like uh, like somebody did to Taya. Uh, wrestlers don't oh, spit yeah. on fans. Um, and also, uh, don't try to beat up Jacob Fatu. It's a dumb fucking idea. Oh Anybody my see that god! Clip? Yes. No. So uh, oh, I don't even know if you know who Jacob Fatu is, but he is, uh, of course, he is one. He is the 938th Anawaii relative who is good at wrestling. <laughs> um, he's really hot in MLW right now, uh, doing the contra gimmick. He's pretty fucking dope. I'm sure you've seen him do like his triple moon salt and stuff. He was at some indie show, and some fan was like, like ragging on him whatever so he's like come on fucking do something so the family jumped the barricade approached him and gave him like think of brock lesnar's clothesline on roman reigns at wrestlemania 31 like Mm. that and the guy got dropped obviously tried to get up and just couldn't (laughs) it was like fuck yes this guy is legit and i look forward to drafting him way too early in this year's draft (laughs) um i wanted to flip around this is very early, and we should probably talk about this off-air, but I'm just going to float it out there. So, of course, uh, we were discussing since last year what our PodSlam show was going to be, because PodSlam, rapidly approaching, about three months away from PodSlam. And I know we tossed around doing our draft during the show, just as an idea. We weren't going to do, like, a drunk show this year. But I was thinking, by doing that, it might limit, like, the audience, like... Just like they have to be current wrestling fans to do it. So I had a proposal for you guys to so stew it around. What if we, the six of us, because now there's six of us, what if we redid our all-time draft? Oh, no. 
has changed. Well, <laughs> when, you need, when you need to redo yours. Um, there's no mistakes. I don't know Just, just how much has changed since we did that? We did that what? Fuck. We were still in Gainesville. That's probably seven, eight years ago when we did that. Just do it. Think about it. Let me know what you think. That's all I'm saying. Well, you have. Hey, you how about the listeners? You tell us what you think. Yeah. yeah. If you'd be interested in seeing that or listening to that or whatever. We're, we're trying we're trying to make sure we're trying to make sure that Mullet only falls out of his seat maybe once during our show. That's it. Oh, I got I got much bigger plans for pasta than this year, baby. You ain't gotta worry about it. <laughs> um Yeah, I think the chairs are gonna be safe. Mm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, other so as, as Rich said, like let us know what you think uh, about what our show should be. Uh, also, make sure you guys are hitting us up on the mailbag. We had a fan send us in a pretty nice, pretty nice, pretty nice. Game uh, our game idea that Rich and I are going to workshop and hopefully do very very soon. So thank you for that. Um, I think Sam G was his name. So appreciate yeah. that. Uh, we got gotcha. you. We're going to work on it. Um, of course, you can still send us your games at potswoggle.gmail.com. Also, if you're not hitting us up on the Discord uh, uh, through Patreon, we'll just randomly ask you to, to let us know what you want us to talk about on the news podcast tonight. Uh, we had a request for an old-fashioned internet stupid for Firefly Funhouse. I think like we basically did that, but in a nice way. <laughs> um, just because it's like the one of the only good things on... Decent thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what's good or bad anymore. And Who's so Randy Orton? <laughs> <laughs> He's still in Saudi Arabia. He just loves it over there. Um, <laughs> he just refuses to leave. And Tyler Barr wanted us to talk about this picture of Minoru Suzuki as a child, which is definitely going to be the post, the picture of this podcast for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> It's the only time we've talked about it in this podcast, but yeah, that checks out. That's Minoru Suzuki, all right. <laughs> Just what else, everybody? Anything else news-wise before we wrap this mother up? Nothing from me. I don't know. Widden's good. Rich, anything? Y'all know what I'm going to say. Y'all know what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, you also know what I'm going to say uh, right now, Rich. Uh, so... Next week will be the Potswoggle title tournament. Have you done anything to use any powers? Hell no. <laughs> You're beating Augie as the laziest champion of all time. <laughs> it's fine. As long as I keep doing enough real-life fucking shit, I'm going to sleep well. I mean, I'm not sleeping well. I'm getting not a lot of sleep at all. But it's because I'm actually real-life busy. And so is Augie. But still, that's more of his gimmick. What is your gimmick? The guy that says yeet now? I'm the guy that runs the goddamn network. That's <laughs> <laughs> how Rowan would say it. <laughs> Rowan? No, that was more like, uh, the, uh, what the fuck's their dipshit names? Like fucking uh, War Dick and uh, what's the Viking assholes? <laughs> what are their names now? War Dick. Uh, fucking <laughs> Eric and War Dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, please go back to War Dog's mutton chops. Um, <laughs> don't get Rich and I started on Survivor hair. 
Uh, Jesus, that's a horrible phrase. Thank you for listening to this yeet-filled episode of Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content and all kinds of other great uh, extras. Uh, just from oh, your uh, can I say something about the uh, those, uh, uh, subscription uh, real quick to sure. the show? Uh, our, uh, host, our internet host, uh, recently, uh, was able to open our <laughs> feeds up, uh, to include the most th- recent 300 episodes. Uh, so Ooh. for the arcade audio network, that pretty much affects, uh, Potswoggle, uh, Dilettante Ball, Meredith movies and, yes. uh, Heels and Heels. Um, nice. as far as, yeah, cause previously it would only have the, 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 the most recent 100. So yeah, uh, it's opened up a lot of the backlog. Um, so yeah, if you're new to the shows, uh, go back and, you know, get your fill. Uh, it's all there. Um, yeah, I, that's something I've been complaining about to our host for a long, long time mm-hmm. since we started our website and they finally, uh, did, uh, something about it. And I'm very excited for that so yeah definitely go back and check all those out i specifically had just recently had two requests for somebody to go back and listen to 199 uh our our, like best of show and somebody wanted to listen to the frozen episode of mirror movies which was like episode like fucking eight so both those will be available on the stream now that is very good information for me to know and for you the the listener at home to know all social media for podswoggle please follow us facebook twitter instagram YouTube for past uh, streams and uh, great video game-related content there. Of course, Twitch, the Podswoggle title tournament, is upcoming Wednesday, 8.30 Eastern. Podswoggle at gmail.com, arcadeaudio.net slash podswoggle mailbag. Any other plugs? Rich, that's normally your spot. Oh, of course. Um, If you are in Chicago every Monday night, head on over to the CSZ Theater uh, promo code Fetcher half off your ticket price to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Man, the show is just bang on all cylinders. It's so good. If you aren't in Chicago, you could, of course, subscribe uh, to the Let Sleeping Dogs Lie feed because we do turn around as a podcast. And then also, uh, oh, uh, thanks for whoever's listening to Lakeshore and Limbo, our you know Arcade Audio's first uh, uh, role-playing game. Uh, podcast uh, it is it is also banging on all cylinders it's so very good and then on July 2nd uh, we are also going to be releasing our uh, next newest podcast called Shared History uh, hosted by Nat Younger and Cass Maher uh, produced by myself and yeah it's a, a really cool obscure foam between the cracks history podcast uh, and uh, yeah Cass and Nat are uh, a dang blast and delight uh, check out the promo uh, now. It should be up on wherever you get your podcast. Just search Shared History. That's all I got. Yeet. <laughs> Upcoming events. Wait, final thoughts. Uh, I said this on the Discord. I just And whoever's not on the Discord, I want to give a shout out to Vice for the stuff that they've been doing as far as wrestling content. Dark Side of the Ring was a great series. Uh, I just picked up and watched the first four episodes of The Wrestlers, which is a great, great series. 
first two is mainly about independence. The third one is all about women's wrestling in Japan and stardom. Uh, The fourth one is all about death matches, which I watched that while I was eating pasta, which probably wasn't the best idea. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that... Did you did you watch that episode, the deathmatch one? I I've, I watched the first two. No, I have not. I'm, I haven't watched the the women's one or the deathmatch one. There but is deathmatch kick recently. I don't know why. Don't ask. <laughs> there is there is a spot in that episode in which I had to pause the episode and literally just get up from my couch for a minute because I don't know what it, that was. Once you watch that episode. Tell me what spot you think that is. Uh, about five times a day right now, I'm watching the vid- the video on my phone of G. Raver hitting Schlack with a chair as hard as humanly possible at the Black Craft Show, just because it reminds me that I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in front of me, and I watched my, my child being born. Um, <laughs> Jesus. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, but inherently it's gross. Oh, of course. Um, uh, yeah, I also watched the highlights of GCW's Tournament of Survival, which I love that the main event, uh, G-Raver, uh, got legitimately, like, knocked out and couldn't finish, so Schlack just called an audible, got up from the audience and helped finish the match, and then somebody else from the back, who'd already been eliminated, just joined it as a triple threat, and they just called a death match on the spot. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was done for the night, well, I guess I'll go bleed more. I wasn't believe I was wearing khakis and now I'm covered in blood. So, fucking <sighs> son of a bitch. So um yeah, but I agree. Vice's shit has been top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh Rich, final thoughts. <laughs> nah man, I got nothing. Just support I know our you don't. shit. <laughs> That's all you say. You know you have nothing. Talk my final thoughts. <laughs> Apologies to Charlie Caruso. <laughs> it's it's called Stomping Grounds, not Stomping Grounds. Stomping Ground. That's a terrible name. They pluralize it so they could own it. Mm-hmm. Stomping Grounds. And also, like Daniel Bryan's the only one. Like, if it had been in Connecticut, like it's WWE stomping grounds. No, it's just in Washington. Like, it means nothing. If I have to hear Michael Cole say, "Where we kick ass and take names," one more time, <laughs> is that what he's been saying? God, how many episodes of news are we going to have now where somebody says something or reveals something I didn't know about, and I want to fucking throw up afterwards? It was the Velcro thing last time. Now it's Michael Cole saying the word ass on a regular basis. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got. Also, eat. <laughs> for Tope, for Rich, for Widden, for Yeet, this is Mullet. Signing off for Podswoggle, Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are swogging off. I've been trying this whole time to be like Tony, Sh- Tony Schiavone and say the Yeti, but the Yeet, and I just can't make it work. The Yeti! <laughs> all the fucking wrestling references. I was gonna fucking say that, I swear to God. The Yeti! The Yeti! The Yeti! Got it, dude! Now shake those hips.
and let your backbone slip. Pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. Just follow my voice. You don't really have a choice. And pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Hey there, I'm Natalie. And I'm Cass. And we're a couple of geeky gals who love history. And each other. Aww. But we didn't always love the history we learned in class. You know, it often seemed to me that I lugged that big book back and forth from school in my Jansport, and it didn't even have the most interesting parts. Oh, uh, I didn't carry my books to and from school because I had a note that said I needed a copy for home and school because of my scoliosis. Yeah, that tracks. Anyway, that big edited school-approved text was fine. But it was too limited. And neat. And convenient. And you can't hear our air quotes through your speakers, but you can hear our voices and share in our bits as we present Shared History. A podcast that explores the people and stories that your history books may have glossed over. Whitewashed. Manwashed. Mm. Or left out completely. We are not historians. We're just two dumb, dumb friends and comedians. But by the power vested in us by Google, Wikipedia, and our library cards and arcade audio, we're creating a shared history. Coming July 2nd, subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SharedPod. Share you later.